Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. I got my arms up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, excitement. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you were on a roller coaster. You got your hands up. Has anyone ever podcasted live from a roller coaster? I bet. The audio would be terrible, wouldn't it? I know, it would. (laughs) Could you, like, put a microphone inside your mouth or something? (laughs) Oh, could I? (laughs) (laughs) You better believe it. Do your party (laughs) trick. Ah! Ah! Ding, 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 ding! Uh, Jeff swallows an entire microphone just to impress the boys. <laughs> that picture of Homer Simpson with all the cigarettes in his mouth, like me <laughs> yes. with microphones. <laughs> oh man, if we ever became hugely famous podcasters, Jeff, I would want you to do that, to recreate that picture. We would have to absolutely name our podcast company Hugely Famous Podcasters. Ooh, I like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. HFP. Okay. I was trying yeah. to see if that spelled anything terrible, but I think it's fine. I think that probably like any any acronym that ends in P makes me assume <laughs> that it's about penises in some way. <laughs> yeah. What about OPP? Yeah, exactly. Are you down with it? I guess sometimes <laughs> that does stand for penises. Yeah. <laughs> they do There's expl- a whole verse about it. They do explain yeah. in the song. They're like, hmm, how can I say that? Well, you know, it could also be hmm, radio yeah. is is tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they stumble a lot in that song. It's a shame, mm, but they came yeah. in anyway. Good for them. I, the, it's like built into the lyrics, though. They're like OPP, yeah. other people's. Mm, I can't really say this last word, so I'm gonna do like five lines of rapping to explain what I mean in a way that you'll get it. Yeah, yeah. It it's kind of a brilliant fuck you to the radio censor <laughs> yeah. to be like, oh, you don't want me to say just this one word that I'm gonna make this song interminably long instead. <laughs> Yeah, I um I really uh I listened to a full album by Naughty by Nature uh mm-hmm. for as part of my playlist club for July. Mm-hmm. Uh I made the I made the playlist and it was uh Summer Down the Shore, New Jersey themed. Um, uh-huh. I wanted like summery music from And where are the rest of them? Only New Jersey music. What? The summer down the shore, where are the rest? Boo. Uh, boo. Mm. Hey, you can't boo. <laughs> you can't Matt, be on this side now. Matt, you can boo if you want. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I can leave my friends behind. <laughs> Hold on. Jeff, mm-hmm. the most famous era of the Jersey Shore is the 60s, when all the doo-wop groups would go there from Philadelphia. So yes. did you add any uh, of that music? Well, one, a lot of those bands were not from New Jersey. They would be like yeah, flown in from Detroit to... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but I did have, I divided it into uh, every month, uh, July was perfect in that July 1st was a Friday, so I could do like a one-off album. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there were four full five-day, like weekday weeks, because we only do the albums on weekdays, weekends off. Okay. Uh, so I was able to do Monday, do Up and Soul. Tuesday, bands that uh, were from New Brunswick when I lived there, but... Uh, I I had initially been like, but don't exist anymore. But I did have to include one that still exists because a lot of those bands that don't exist also don't have their music on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hip hop, and then uh, punk, and then Fridays was like the Springsteen style Jersey Shore music, which is uh, all sad stuff about how they're tearing down the uh, love tunnel. What's that song? <laughs> oh God, Tunnel of Love. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I it was... It, 
Knowing it's a Springsteen song, I assume it's about tearing it down and how it's gone and nothing's good anymore. How did Bruce Springsteen get to be, like, a working-class icon, despite the fact that he spent the past 60 years not working a goddamn day in his life? Uh, I think it's similar to how, you know, how Steinbeck kind of got into that position. Just, like, he produced art that was sympathetic to a class of people that are not often given sympathy um, yeah, he probably had to spend a lot of time around, like, very sad dirt farmers, though, to write those books, right? Well, Springsteen came from, uh, from I was gonna say, blue-collar his, his background. Back- yeah, his background is blue-collar. It's first... just that he, this one yeah. guy, instead of going to a factory, was like, no, I want to make music, and he got successful. The Onion did a really funny uh, article when he sold his catalog of Bruce Springsteen finally musters up the courage to tell his boss off after selling catalog to Sony. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, and... Um, but, you know, like, Looking Glass is from Jersey, uh, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. Like, there's there's happy pre-sad pre- Springsteen. I, I, should have inclu- I should have included Fountains uh, of Wayne, but I didn't. The Jake Isles Band. No, stop it. They're not from Jersey. Uh, the Proclaimers. <laughs> yeah, famously, with yeah, their famous yeah. Jersey accents on that one. You know, Cool and the Gang is from Jersey? Good for them. No, uh, I so I, yeah, I put their album Spirit of the Boogie on there. That one rules. It's good. I don't usually like to uh, say this kind of thing on the podcast, but this is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forget why we got onto this. Oh, we were talking about Jer- New Jersey music? I don't know. <laughs> no, we were talking, we're talking about, about starting Stephen a podcast King? company oh, called right. Oh, and then we started talking about OPP yep. and Naughty yes. by Nature is from Jersey. Yep. Okay. All right, yeah, yeah, yes. Anyway. I thought for a second, Jeff, because I know your sense of humor, that you were going to then recount every the whole conversation again. <laughs> no, no, not on the podcast. <laughs> later, save that for later. Yeah. That is something I would do in a conversation with two of you that wasn't being recorded, but mm-hmm. if and other people... End of your recounting, you'd be like, and how did I get onto this recounting? And then we would just keep going forever. Uh, excellent. Uh, Louisa, what'd you do this week? This week I actually went somewhere. Amazing, Whoa. right? I had a summer adventure. How? So, <laughs> my car? Is it- Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Does it still work? <laughs> uh, my car only has like a hundred miles on it from the past year, but <laughs> yes. I fucking blew that out of the water this week because I drove up to Cooperstown, New York. Ooh, which is about incredible. a four-hour drive, which actually... Did you get some barrels? Have we made this joke yeah, already? I, I made that in the Discord. That yeah. the Discord. Did yes. you visit the <laughs> Baseball Hall of Fame? Is that in Cooperstown? Yes, I did. Yes, nice. Oh. Nice. I forgot you're a big, <laughs> oh, um... you're a big baseball head now. <laughs> I like it all uh, right, did but you, I do love artifacts. Gi- Wait, I'm making okay. a joke. Okay. <laughs> did you steal a giant pair of scissors from a politician and give it to old John Lovitz? <laughs> what? Is this a League of Their Own? Yes, it's from a League of Their Own. Remember that guy's like, I'm here to cut the ribbon on this this part of the Baseball Hall of Fame. And then fucking Gina Davis or somebody's like, no, you're not allowed to. And takes the scissors from it and gives it to somebody else. That's not how ribbon cuttings work. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Guys. No, yeah. the ribbon cuttings are binding in that in uh, Rockville. <laughs> like, you can't just be a member of the crowd at a ribbon cutting and be like, "Stop everything, Rockford. You are not allowed to do this." So yeah, Rock, Rockford. Rockville is in Maryland. Rockford mm-hmm. is in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Rockford from? is in Illinois. Yeah, I was actually. gonna say. I thought they were from the Midwest. <clears throat> Why are they the peaches then? <laughs> I thought they were the peaches because the, they were wait, southern. In the movie. 
all of the games take place in Georgia, I think, and the, so they're all named that, even though the teams are, like, quote-unquote, from places all over the country, I think is the premise. Here's where I'm know. a huge idiot. There was a display, of course, a special gallery display about the AA, don't remember the other letters, All-American Girls Baseball League, whatever. Isn't it NG... G was in there, yeah. No, it's yeah. AA. It starts with AA. AAGPBL, All American go. Girls Professional Baseball League. Okay. There we go. Uh, and I don't remember, but I know they had to change some of the names for the movie because some of them were too like each other or boring. So yeah. I don't remember if Peaches was actually a real one. Yeah, it was. The Rockford Peaches was the actual Rockford, Illinois team. Okay. What's uh, disappointing, though, if you see the real uniforms, is they just had the seal of the town on the front. They didn't have the team name anywhere, because like, yeah. they didn't care, I guess. So, for the movie, they made the seal have the name on it, too. Did they have skirts, like in the movie, or was that Hollywood bullshit? <laughs> no, they did, because that, oh, okay. that was... the Hollywood uh, correctly covered that they had to be made to be extra feminine. Yeah. Uh, women so weren't allowed to wear pants until 1985. <laughs> And even then, only with a letter from their husband. Yeah. <laughs> to this very day. <laughs> uh, Did you guys know that women weren't allowed to get banking, yes. like, checking accounts until the 70s? Yeah, yes. every time I hear that, I'm like, Fuck. I want to look that up and see what what's what's up with that. Like, was it allowed there earlier in some like, places? Is that is that when it started to become legal, or when it fully I mean, I stopped being is, illegal? I guess the idea is if you were a woman who was rich enough... To have a checking account, you could probably hire a, like a lawyer to be the one who manages your business or whatever, well, right? Yeah, because your small lady brain can't do numbers. I, think it's I guess. Kinda like, I think it's kind of like how um, if there aren't enough laws against doing something terrible, a company, mm. of course, is going to do something terrible. Yeah. So like, now it's a lot like of dog play basketball. <laughs> well, now it's like how people pay for health insurance, and the company can still be like, eh, but we don't want to give it to you though. I think the banks could be like, ah, but it, you're too much of a risk, a single woman. We have yeah. data on these, you know, imaginary tests that the, uh, women are responsible with money, so we don't we don't have to assume the risk of this. It's uh, it was actually it was a it was a law. The Equal Credit Opportunity Act uh, yeah. prohibited credit discrimination on the basis of gender in 1974. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't one of those like slow rollout. Slowly they started to make it legal. It was just like a federal ban on the discrimination. I want to know, and this may be something that no one can answer, but before that, was it just a policy or was there actually a law of like, you can't let women have, like, what was stopping a woman from starting a women's bank? Money. <clears throat> uh, I mean, her husband. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> all that. Uh, I also, I was there meeting friends. It was great. Uh, we went to see a Lord Huron concert, which is a band that I really like. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been to a concert in so goddamn long, but this was at a brewery that has like a, 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 a lawn and a stage. Apparently this is a thing a lot of places do, but I've never seen it before. Oh, so it was like one of those like put out a picnic blanket ones, not one of, yeah. not like a seating situation. Yeah, no seating. So we had a picnic blanket, we sat on a hill, we could see the stage really good. It was really nice. Now, I don't know this band. Is this the kind of thing that would be like a hitting a beach ball around the crowd kind of vibe? <laughs> no one did, so I'm going to say no. You know the right. you know you know this band. I'm always playing Oh, okay. Now I do. <laughs> shh. shh. <I'm- laughs> 
I'm always playing songs for their album Strange Trails, which is all about weird, creepy stuff and dying and falling in a grave. <laughs> There's a lot of that. I mean, I'm certain my wife knows this because that's also the kind of music she likes, but yeah. I have I do not. I'm sure I've heard them, but I've never been like, oh, this is the... I'm actively listening to this. I know Louisa's included Lord Huron on Playlist Club. Uh, no, uh, Music League Playlists. I'm yeah, in too many music done, things. Yeah, I haven't done that in a long time because I find it incredibly boring and stressful. Aww. Well, that's fine. But, um, yeah, the fact that they're a band that, like, it's hard to describe this nowadays, but they don't use a lot of electronic instruments, therefore seeing them mm. live is better in that way. Does that make sense? Yes. I the think fact that so. they're using like real guitars and drums and stuff, you're like, hooray, I'm seeing a band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like that. Are they named after the person that the lake is named after? I don't think there is a person because I believe they just said that they did want to name themselves after the lake because they are from the mm. area, but they just wanted it to be like fancy sounding is what i think they said yeah i guess is what is the name of that lake from then let's find know. out <laughs> jeff's on the case nope, jeff. i'm on the case <laughs> you remember many years ago when we had to institute a ban on you looking stuff up while we were having conversations during the podcast i don't know if jeff i can can't even hear you thing. because he's busy looking things up though. yes i know that's the problem it really just shuts down in in multiple ways shuts down any conversation whatsoever. <laughs> How dare you? I can hear everything that's happening and participating. <laughs> Excuse me. Hearing and paying attention to are two different things, Jeff. <laughs> that's fair. You're not wrong. <clears throat> anyway, it's really nice to go somewhere, line up at a food truck, get a pulled pork sandwich, sit on yep. a lawn, listen to a did band. You, did you get really drunk? I did not, no. I was a designated driver. Oh, I see. You know me. It was beer, and I don't like beer. Hmm. No one likes beer, Louisa. That's <laughs> yeah, that's oh, my that's my time. secret, Matt. I'm always don't like beer. Yeah, I do like beer, but I do find it very odd. As a, I mean, I I'm sure I don't like beer as much as most people like beer, but I like beer fine. I'll enjoy a beer, but when I see people being like, "Oh man, I had a long hard day and I'm so thirsty, I'll have a beer," mm-hmm. I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Yeah. That's not what that's for. <laughs> I feel that way when people are like, man, I just mowed the lawn and I'm so hot and thirsty. I need a Coke. I'm like, ugh, but it's all sugar and acid. What are you talking about? Mm, See? Yeah, that's true. Now you're on the opposite I mean, side. No, no, no. I mean, certainly a Coke. I, I think any soda, I, I have had sodas to quench thirst in the past, but I don't think it does a good job. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I feel like beer actively works against you being refreshed. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's fair. <clears throat> I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Beer is uh, the subtraction soup from uh, the Phantom Tollbooth, but for hydration. I think you're very proud of that uh, metaphor, and it is a very good one, but it's very funny because I don't think... I think maybe... I might be the only person who's ever gotten it when you said it. No, I read the Phantom knows Tollbooth the Phantom and I don't, I don't remember what this is. <laughs> you don't remember the subtraction soup that they eat in the doldrums that just makes, makes them hungrier, them hungrier and hungrier? It's starting to ring a bell, but not really. Huh. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I my The only thing I really remember from the Phantom Tollbooth, which I read many times as a child, is that guy who had a question mark for a face that would make you do pointless tasks forever. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh. And that dog that was a clock. 
Yeah, well, that's just one of the main characters. Yeah, but I remember. You can't be like, the main thing I remember from the plot of The Wizard of Oz is Dorothy. Yeah, Dorothy's <laughs> great. Especially because the dog with the clock for a face is on the cover of the book. I know, he's so badly drawn. Yep, ah, that's true. I, Man, that was... The illustrations in that book are so bad. <laughs> yes, they really are. Did the author do them? Probably. In a delightful way to me. Yeah, it's it's... It it feels like he was trying to do an Edward Gorey, but just wasn't very good at it. It I, has that same vibe. I don't know if it is the author, but Jules I do like... Pfeiffer. I do like when an author has some kind of concept, some fantastical story, and then they're like, and I have to draw this for you so you get it, and I can't draw, but I need to get this out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like the, that kind of art. That has some, like, HP Lovecraft energy of, like, <laughs> this is an unknowable thing. Yeah. I need to... I need to get my madness out. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, uh, no, something that I didn't realize that I would appreciate so much, I guess now because I'm old, is that the crowd was all ages. So some people, a few people had kids, and a lot of people were probably over 60, and they were just yeah. out for a nice evening to listen to a band and have some beers. And it was nice, that feeling that Things can't really go out of control, like a big fight won't break out or something, because it's just all of us on the lawn, you know? I mean, it could have. Yeah, but you just run away. I feel like the more people you get over 60 or under 10, the less likely it is for a huge (laughs) fight to break out. I don't know, the more people you get under 10, the more likely I think a fight is to break out. Some type of uh, Splatoon would break Mm. out, right? Yeah. Some kind of Lord of the Flies. (laughs) No, I like the idea of a Splatoon breaking out. (laughs) All of the people in the crowd turn into teams of four squids and start shooting paintball at each other. Whenever they open that Nintendo-themed theme park that they've been talking about for so long, they have to have, like, a Splatoon paintball course, right? That would kick ass. It's probably gonna be, like, the E.T. one where you sit in the car and have to, like, shoot targets. (laughs) It would be so cool, though, if they gave you, like, a paper all-over bodysuit with goggles and they were just like, hey, kids, go fucking crazy with this paint. (laughs) Uh, it's, it seems yeah. to be already, uh, it already exists. Uh, I think there's, it, go there's ahead. one Is in Japan, Japan right? Yeah. Uh, there's a, but they were going to open one in the United States. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. Cause this one opened in 2021. So, you know, whatever it's been, COVID has been worse in the U S than in anywhere else. So if they're trying to do anything in the U S who goddamn knows when it'll happen. Yeah. Also, I think they were going to do it in Florida as one of those parks, and now everyone's like, maybe we shouldn't do any more stuff in Florida. <sighs> Florida's going to be under the ocean soon, so. I mean, that's not why, but yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, we'll have so much fun then. You're right, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> Most of Disney World got much less accurate, but one part got much more accurate. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I had a great week. Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh boy, I have my little my little book of achievements. Uh, mm-hmm. I went and saw three movies. Ooh, platinum, platinum achievement. Yeah, platinum mm-hmm. achievement. Uh, I went and saw the new uh, horror comedy Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, is that the Pete Davidson yeah, vehicle? Pete Davidson is in there. It's got uh, Borat's daughter. Uh, oh, yeah. She, Wait, hmm? the character or the at the actress the who played actor. the character Borat's daughter in the movie Borat 2. <laughs> I genuinely uh, thought you meant Sasha Baron Cohen's daughter. No, no. The char- the fictional character Borat's daughter was played by an actress who was in this movie. Oh, that's my, that's my favorite Decemberist album. 
fictional character Borat's daughter. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> my mind's a bu- my mind's a buzz with jokes about that now <laughs> that I've tried to keep at bay. Uh, and then I went and saw uh, two movies yesterday. I saw three thousand years. Or Friday, actually, three thousand years of longing. Um, mm-hmm. And Aunt- is that Tilda Swinton yeah. and Idris Elba? Tilda Swinton, and then Idris Elba plays a djinn who grants her three wishes, and it's directed by the guy who made uh, Mad Max Fury Road. So it's crazy. Hmm. Um, but I mean, it's all mad. You might even say <laughs> it's made by the guy who also directed the other three Mad Max movies and both Happy Feet movies and Babe. And I think Babe Pig in the City. So, like, he does a lot of things in different genres. Uh, mm-hmm. But this one was, like, sort of uh, crazy weird. Uh, most of the movie is Tilda Swinton being, like... Actually, she's at her most normal. She's playing, like, a fairly normal, like, Scottish lady that studies stories as her job. I really appreciate... I feel like Tilda Swinton is, like, one of those weird, like eccentric celebrities um but i really appreciate that in her acting she is capable of being the quote-unquote straight man yeah yeah because that's so rare to have somebody who can be so odd and also be lock it down to be normal like in um uh moonrise kingdom she's pretty much the straightest straight man and Mm -hmm. she does a great job yeah I remember I i saw her in a movie i feel like somewhat recently where when the credits came up i was like what do you mean that was Tilda Swinton? What are you saying? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was some other actress who was just normal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh but I I cannot I cannot recall what it was. I thought was it she the did Avengers a great Endgame. Job. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I thought she did a great job in uh, Hail Caesar. She plays twins. Oh, that's fun. Oh, yes, that's yeah, right. she's the type of actor who would play twins. Oh, yeah. it's Trainwreck. She's in Trainwreck as I think like Amy Schumer's boss or something. Hmm. And then I like I was like, that lady looks familiar. And then the credits was like, that's Tilda Swinton. I was like, no, it wasn't. You're wrong. <laughs> um I want to see your manager credits. Yeah. Get me Joe Apatow to confirm personally that he put her in that movie. Uh but Three Thousand Years of Longing is really fun because she plays this lady who likes studies stories and then, you know, rubs a magic bottle and Idris Elba comes out and says, I'll grant you wishes three. And she's like, I've read a lot of stories, so I know how this goes. You're going to need to convince me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then most of the movie is him, like, telling her his his backstory of, like, his previous uh, imprisonments and, like, from hmm. his, his past loves. And most of really? it takes place, like, in the distant past with... Uh, completely unknown actors speaking the language that they would have spoken back then. Uh, it's wild. It's really fun. It's really weird. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. The main thing I've, I've barely to, heard of it. The main thing I've wanted to know since I first heard about this movie, and now Jeff, you can answer this for me, is does it have the Christina Aguilera song "Genie in a Bottle" on the soundtrack at any point? God, I wish, but no, it doesn't. Fuck. Then what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of any of this, you guys? <laughs> Despite the fact that it is the like westernized uh, concept uh, that we usually would refer to as genie, they never use that word. They do c- consistently uh, call him a djinn, and she's mm. like, uh, "No, you guys don't 
like, you guys only grant wishes as a prank. Obviously, I'm not going to make any wishes. And he's like, no, I'm the... I'm normal. I'm a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I do think it's wild that there is... Like, it feels like people have missed the point of wish-granting in stories altogether if the wish isn't a trick. Like, (laughs) there... Every wish-granting story from, like, old mythology and fairy tales is like, and the moral of the story is, don't wish for things, try to make them happen for real. And then in modern days, people have been like, okay, but what if we made a story where the wishes really worked and taught people that wishing is more important than trying? Uh, Yeah, it's, you know, I feel like the wish gets fulfilled and then it turns uh, into either... A comedy where we get to see someone kind of uh, slapstick their way through their uh, enormous new powers and not learn any lessons. Pal around with... A uh, real Bruce Almighty situation. Yeah, a real Bruce Almighty situation where he wishes to be God. That's what happens in that movie, right? Pal around with Shaquille O'Neal. Kind of. It kind of is what happens in that movie, I think. (laughs) Burgers come down from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, anyway, yeah, I like, I really liked 3,000 Years of Longing immediately after I saw a movie that I liked even more called Emily the 4, Criminal. 4, Years of Longing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 3,001 Years of Longing. <laughs> uh, no, I, it, it was the debut film by director John Patton Ford, uh, mm-hmm. called Emily the Criminal, starring Aubrey Plaza as the eponymous criminal, Emily. I've never heard of this movie. Uh, yeah, it's an indie movie that opened very recently. It's got Aubrey Plaza uh, doing the like the raunchiest New Jersey accent I've ever heard. Hmm. Um, she's not from New Jersey. She's from Delaware. She is from Wilmington, Delaware. She plays a character who's from Newark. And I did have to double check. I'm like, is she actually from Jersey? She's doing a really good job with that. <laughs> is she supposed to be from Newark or Newark? Newark. This is important. She specifies Jersey and then at one point mentions yeah. uh, having gone to school in Newark and being from Bayonne. So mm-hmm. uh, it's like, for some reason, important to her character so that she could say things like, tell me where the goddamn buddy is or I'm going to slit your throat, put in her Aubrey Plaza voice. <laughs> Uh, and it rules. It's great. It's about a lady who gets it way in over her head, uh, trying to pay back student loan debt. Sort of like, uh, one of my friends in another Discord described it as if Breaking Bad was a movie with Aubrey Plaza instead of Brian Cranston. Hmm. Okay. Um, and it, it is pretty much that, and I liked it. Well, good. Uh, 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 any questions from the audience? Uh- Wait. I don't know anything about it, so I don't know how I can really expound upon it. That's what fair. was the first movie you said you watched again? I remember it was three of them. Three, uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard of that either. That is the... Lisa, you need to get plugged in. These are all very I don't think famous. I do, actually. <laughs> get her, I don't get her. want to go see movies. <laughs> no, uh, uh, it's, uh, that's the one where Pete Davidson and Lee Pace are there, and then it's a bunch of uh, hot young actresses that are... And the lead pace can't touch anyone or else they die and mm, he makes pies. pies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pete Davidson had an iconic role that I can reference here, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. He Did was he? uh no. dirtbag who dated Kim Kardashian. <laughs> no, wrong one. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> oh. No, he did date Kim Kardashian more recently. Aha! Yeah. Yeah, didn't Why? Kanye West threaten to kill him? Yeah, Kanye West made a music <laughs> video where he chops his head off and buries him underground or yeah. something. <laughs> 
very oh, funny. That's not fu- guys. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the thing is, I watched many episodes of him on SNL, but the only thing I remember is when he would be on Weekend Update, be like, "Yeah, I'm just a regular dirtbag," and that's <laughs> fucking it. I don't remember any characters he played or anything. Yeah. Here's what's so funny is that Pete Davidson, I've been told, is a comedian. But I've only ever seen him doing things that are very sad and depressing. Yeah, that's, that's what his... comedy is now. Mm, true. No, it's when yep, it's when you smile and laugh right. even oh, though you're depressed. Be- is this because the woke left won't <laughs> let you make jokes about things anymore? Uh, that that style of comedy is absolutely not <laughs> calm or fun or sad. It's just <laughs> you. Uh, you eat a bunch of you eat a bunch of snake oil brain pills and go insane on the radio. That's conservative comedy. Hold on, I'm taking notes. <laughs> the the, yeah. no, the normal kind is you're just like. Where do I get these snake oil brain pills? Uh, well, you can order them. Louisa, I need you, Louisa, I need you to get up and walk around your room and tell me. <laughs> Infowars.com. Get, get on the internet and click on any links you see in emails that you don't recognize. Yes. You will yep. get very quickly to those snake oil brain pills. Okay, do uh, doing it now. Oh no, <laughs> my my bank accounts. My computer is actively on fire. <laughs> Um, uh, well, that's fun. I hope to yeah. see movies again in the future. <laughs> I was going to say some of these movies. I don't know. But the 3,000 Years one, I might like to watch. Yeah, yeah I, uh, that one I think I might want to try. I, I'm i very sad because I didn't even get around to going to see that Thor movie when it was in theaters. Is it still in theaters? It probably still is because there's not a lot of movies coming out. So uh, stuff stays in theaters a long time and the stuff that has been in theaters the past few years will come back at like an amc they'll be like they'll do like one or two screenings of godzilla versus kong a month or something (laughs) i love thinking Uh, about morbius coming back and failing twice oh my god it made like what ten thousand dollars when it came back (laughs) it made like 85 dollars per theater that was showing incredibly good did you guys see about the next Godzilla and Kong movie that they're going to team up to fight a bigger uh, oh, threat? Man, I didn't. It's going to be great. I really hope that they are still making that, despite it being a Warner Brothers property. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, they announced it like three days ago, so they, which is not to say that they haven't canceled it in the last two days. I'm yeah. surprised that it's not going to be like Godzilla and Kong, uh, reality TV show or whatever. Joke, joke, joke. Yeah, I mean, okay. I will say that that guy who's ruining Warner Brothers seems to like the kind of dumb, big budget bullshit that that the Kong movies have been at, over, you know, good stuff. I think he's mostly not touching the theatrical releases, so hmm. that's nice. Um, anyway, did we touch on what Matt did this week? Nope. All right, what'd you do? Uh, this will be quick because it's not very good. Um, I tried out a game that was recommended to me that is in the new genre that is so popular with the kids for reasons I can't explain. Uh, the genre is auto battlers. Yeah. And I tried out a game called Storybook Brawl. Have you guys heard of this game? No. What is auto battler? So auto battlers are games where you pick, uh, like members of your team and then you hit go, and then they fight against another team, uh, and but you don't do anything while they're fighting. Mm. This uh, is like then, the Final Fantasy games you like, the tactics. 
No. Uh, no. Because not you... Like that, even <laughs> Why not? You control each character individually. Every time a character takes a turn, you choose what they're doing and to whom. Yeah. Right, but I thought you were saying with auto-battlers, you set it all up the way you want them to do whatever they're going to do, and then they do it. But no? No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. You put, like, you get some, you know, cards or characters or however it's it's formatted, but you get some cards, let's say cards, and each card will say, like, if this guy's on your team, then all of the evil characters get an extra plus one attack or whatever. <clears throat> so you put all of them on your team, and then you just say go, and then they just do their thing. Okay. You don't, you watch them go, and you don't do anything for five minutes while they go. <laughs> and then at the end, you either win or lose. And then between rounds, you can change your team or recruit new members or whatever. Louisa, do you remember when they went a few years ago when everyone was talking about auto chess? Kind of. Okay, it's that, but uh, more... That's not going to help Louisa at all to understand. <laughs> but she kind of remembers that. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't know what it was. Did Is anybody... it like Fire Emblem, the game that you would play on your phone, which I played for a while? No, because that one also you would tell them what to do during the fight. You can't tell them, you can't do literally anything at all during the fight. For, no, the phone one, I don't think you could tell yeah, them what could. to do during the fight. Yeah, the phone one was the same as the normal ones, except it was a uh, smaller grid. You controlled hmm. everyone yeah, individually. You tell okay. them where to go and stuff. It oh, might have had an like auto setting mode. Them up. I just, I just remember setting them up, like, oh, if I put the Pegasus person here, they're going to yeah. be able to fly over these troops this way when they go. I don't know. Um, it anyway. is like that, except all of them have the limited AI that they just fight on their own instead of with you telling them. Mm, okay. Yes. So this this game was the one that people recommended to me if I was going to try auto battlers. And you guys know me; I love card game, card strategy games. Yeah. So I figured I would give it a shot. Um, the premise is that all of the cards are characters from fairy tales and so forth. So, for instance, uh, you know, you can get the seven dwarves, and you, there are seven slots in your team. So if you get all seven dwarves, then they all power each other up in different ways. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> or you can get, like, the evil queen, who has an ability that whenever another evil character on your team dies, she gets stronger. So you put her in the back so that the other evil characters die first, and then by the time that she gets to the front, she's all powered up. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the premise, and I like the idea of the strategy of building a team, but it is so... The whole premise of Auto Battlers seems to be built around making you feel like you could do well, but you actually can't. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like, I, I tried, I think... The, either the Dota one or the League of Legends one, and was like, this is nothing to me. The problem is, you you want it to be like, mm, okay, I can strategically pick to, okay, I've got this thing that buffs dragons, so I'm gonna strategically pick to put dragons on my team, and those dragons will work in harmony with one another, or like, you know, they, this dragon will summon more dragons when he dies, so that way this will power up these other things. The problem is, each round when you're recruiting people, you don't get to pick which people you can recruit from. So you get three people to pick for your next round, and if none of those are dragons, then you're fucked. <laughs> like, you just, there's nothing you can do. You just cannot do well. Yeah. What's the point? And like, so then you're like, well, I guess I'll pick 
one of these three idiots, even though they don't help my strategy at all. And then you do it, and then you have to sit through another five minutes of them, like, bashing into each other, which I don't give a fuck about. And then at the end of it, it's like, okay, well, now I get to pick again. Three more people. Still no dragons. Well, fuck! Can I quit? I can't? Well, fuck! <laughs> can't you fast forward a battle and just get to the end result? No, because they only let you play against other uh, real people. Uh. And those other real people understand what this genre is and enjoy it, instead of, <laughs> like, me and Matt being thoroughly baffled by it. Yeah. Like, why would it be fun? Why is it fun if you can't do any of the things that is the premise of the thing? Video games aren't supposed to be fun, Matt. Yeah, they're supposed to be training for war games, like in the but movie But it's not war even games. a game! It's not even a game in that you can't make decisions that make you win. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the real game. It's The game seems to be a very complicated way of sim- simulating flipping a coin to see who wins. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I don't play it anymore, probably. I'm not going to. And this, <laughs> ah, is me telling, this is me telling everyone listening, if you've been like, I hear auto-battlers are super popular with the kids. I should try it. Don't. It's bad. It, I just don't know what it's for. I don't know who could possibly like it. Yeah. Start playing cool games like Dragon Quest Builders 2, where I am building a clue mansion on my island. Oh, nice. Sweet. <laughs> do they have lead pipes in that game? They do, yes. Oh. Okay. Do they have conservatories? Uh, they do now, but I built one. Oh. Do they have French maids? Mm, no. That's from, the, that's from the movie, I guess, not from the game. No, I think Mrs. White was a no, but she she was a dowdy old maid of the of the traditional style with the really huge dress. Not a cleaning your house kind of maid, but a never got married kind of maid, like the card game kind of old maid. Yeah, uh, but all three, yes. Oh wow, and she cleaned your house also. Yeah, she was a real card. Yeah, she, she was she always was, cleaning houses. She was the housekeeper for the um, clue mansion, I believe. What? I thought they were all guests. I don't think she was. All I can tell you is she's just like a like a true Edwardian era maid. Oh no, I see. Yvette in the movie is the maid of the house, and then yeah, I yeah. said that at the beginning. Yeah, you were right. And then Mrs. <laughs> White is a widow. Yeah, but in, in the, the original in the board, board game, game we're talking about, I see. Mm. <laughs> oh no! Sometimes she is the servant at the house. Yeah. Okay. She was okay. Nurse White in the in an old version of the game. Oh, huh. Nurse White. Okay, anyway, uh, so that's bad, don't play it. Also, uh, while I'm telling people not to do things that are bad, uh, and I realize this means that we will never, ever earn money off of this podcast, but uh, everyone, you've heard on other podcasts to try Quip, don't. (laughs) Quip toothbrushes are terrible. (laughs) I got one, and it's awful. In less than a year, it broke to the point where I literally can't brush my teeth with it at all anymore. Oh, man. That is the... uh... I think point of those subscription services is instead of selling you something that will work for a while or a long time, they sell you something that you need to continue to get. No, 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 no. You you do not understand. I did do the subscription. Yeah. The subscription just gives you new toothbrush heads for your motor. Um, But after replacing it twice, using the subscription, now the head just falls off every time I put it in my mouth. Yep. Yeah, you gotta just get a new whole new thing. 
but that's not the subscription. <laughs> you can't subscribe to get new motors every month. That's, also. that's the trick of it. Thought... Like, you gotta get a new iPhone after two years. <laughs> <laughs> Planned obsolescence of your toothbrush. Yeah. yeah. I always thought when seeing uh, internet ads for Quip so I could actually see the toothbrush, that the motor is way too small because I have a Philips um, uh, motorized toothbrush. Sonicare. Yes. I just got one yesterday because of my t- terrible experience <laughs> with Quip. And I love it. I had one, I think, for like six or seven years. Then finally the rubber over the the power knob broke yep. and then water got in there. So I got a new one. But yep. that was the only fa- flaw. Uh, that thing is kind of big. And I think it needs to be that big to like motorize so it actually does something to your teeth. Yeah, the motor in the Quip really felt like it was just like shimmying back and forth yeah. it was like the rumble part of your controller on a game <laughs> controller mm. yeah that's not great maybe that's all you need i don't know it seems like it got my teeth clean just fine but uh it i can't believe how flimsy it was yeah and then i went on their website and was like hey what the fuck and then they were like you can submit a warranty claim so i did three times and they never responded to me <laughs> they just didn't respond that's annoying. You can't do that? That sucks. Ugh. Yep. So, Quip, in case you were going to sponsor us, you can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> yeah, well, we on. will take your money if you still want to give us money. Oh, but... okay. Louisa will take your money. <laughs> Louisa will take your money to start arguing against me, telling people not to use Quip. Ooh, this is fun. I like this. We're doing a combative. I was just going to mm-hmm. take their money if maybe they're into someone taking their money and telling them they're mm-hmm. oh, scum, scumbags. Yes. Yeah. But if they want to bid higher to have me actually support the product, we can get there. We can negotiate that. So if anyone wants Louisa to fin dom them, go (laughs) to OnlyFans. Yeah, I'll take your money and tell you to go to hell. No problem. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I do, sometimes I wonder about that, like, would, obviously I am not a person that anyone would want to financially dominate them. But if you were the kind of person who could get away with doing that, would you feel, uh somehow objectified taking that money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I think you can tell yourself, if you're actually doing it successfully, so people are enjoying it, they want to give you more money, I think you are providing a service in the way that you are you are telling them they're scum the way they want to be told they're scum, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, I guess, wouldn't that make you feel gross about it? I guess so, yeah. But I think the fact that you, you feel like you're providing them a service they're enjoying, they're providing you money for that, I think you could probably get yourself to feel comfortable with it that way. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I, obviously, I feel like this is partially just my experience uh, as a man, as, as a, a pay cis, pig, cis white male, yes. <laughs> um, that like I've never really experienced anyone sexually objectifying me in a significant way, so I don't know what it feels like. But it sounds bad, yeah. And then it feels like if you were doing this, you'd be like, I've, <laughs> I've surrendered myself to being sexually <laughs> objectified for. I think, While I do this job. I think you're completely right, but I think if someone puts themselves out there like, I am willing to do this, they've then made the piece that they are doing it, and then they have the control over it, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's better than, like, doing yeah, actual to, porn. Trying to trick somebody on Instagram into being like, oh, I, I'll pay for your meal, don't you hate me, though? Like, try to trick them into fin you. That's yeah. 
slimy. Yeah. I, I think that or like selling your bath water online. <laughs> no, that one's no, better. Fine. That one's that's fine for the seller. That's weird for the buyers. Yeah, saying. exactly. <laughs> I, that one requires even less I... interaction, and you're just basically <laughs> stealing their money still. I know that the answer is no, but do you ever think that maybe that woman who I don't know anything about her except the, this very funny story, but do you think she intentionally put, you know, botulism or whatever in that water? <laughs> no, I think she nah. either just filled it from the sink or actually just filled it up from the bathtub. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people are weird. So what do we do on this show? Yeah, what do we No one knows. We go to the WikiHow suggested article page. And we put a random word in there so we can see a list of articles people have requested related to that word. And then we tell people how to do those things. And uh, the random word this week is empire. What's that guy's name who was the, who played War Machine before? Uh, uh, oh, Terrence yeah. Howard? That's the Terrence one. Howard. Yeah, Terrence Howard is on the show. Is he? Empire. Is he? Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's the main one. He's the main one on Empire. Hmm. Is that show still hmm. on? I don't, don't know. know. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I was looking for um, like Boardwalk Empire or something that might be interesting to me. No, it's almost all the game Age of Empires yeah. that they are covering here. You liked you liked the spinoff series Age of Empires, Age of Mythology. I did. I like that very much. But that I doesn't have the word Empire make a in fucking it. Fucking sequel to that game. Yeah, I know. It's insane that they didn't. It was a hugely popular and critically acclaimed and beloved game. Yeah. And they've made 150 Age of Empires games, <laughs> and they've made no more Age of Mythology games? That's insane! And they, and they, they only they cover, like, get... four Pantheons, I think, which is a ridiculously small amount. They could have done yes. way more. They couldn't get yep. Zeus to sign on for a sequel, so... Oh, and he is on the box art. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they weren't allowed to use his likeness, so they couldn't recast him either. Ugh. There is actively a thunderstorm going on outside right now, so maybe I shouldn't be calling Zeus a prick. <laughs> he doesn't mind. <laughs> yeah, he knows. He's one of those gods who's kind he of fun. He's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, he's chill. <laughs> um, yeah, a, a lot of these are about Age of Empires. Do you guys ever play any Age of Empires? I don't remember, because all of those games are the same to me. <laughs> Every 4 I like one and didn't like it as much as Age of Mythology, so I yeah. stopped. I I like it fine, but the fact that you can't make, you know, magic giants or whatever gets really boring after a while. You're just like, okay, so I'm making a, like, more armored kind of horse riding troop? Cool. <laughs> I do like on here, someone says how to use Age of Empire 3 cheats. Totally reasonable. That's why we go online and look stuff up about video games. We want to cheat. But we usually couch it in these terms, like, oh, I want to use some cheats. So, like, you change it in your mind. The very last one I really like, which is how to cheat at Age of Empires, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is what you're actually doing. And this yeah. person's just, they're willing to confront their inner selves about this. They're <laughs> like, yeah, I just want to cheat at Age of Empires. I think every game that is made now should just have a checkbox in the settings that says yeah. cheat. Yes, let yeah. me cheat. sometimes I just want to. <laughs> It's my game, goddammit, Activision. <laughs> yeah. I paid you fucking money for it. I should get to enjoy it however I want. It's my money and I want it now, you're saying, <laughs> yeah. to the government. Yes. <laughs> I do like that a lot of games 
Um, a lot of them will call them accessibility features, and a lot of them are about, you know, accessibility, but some of them are just like, make every enemy like one-tenth as hard, and it's like, that's not as much about accessibility as like, it's just having fun without working hard. me, a person who's bad at video games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, it's fun. Yeah, you're, you, you have, uh, you have a much, uh, I would say less serious grave disability of being bad at video games rather than having trouble with like fine motor control yes that is true uh yeah i i actually i i just started playing spider-man miles morales and i was very impressed with how uh their accessibility things were not just like make it easier but stuff like make the tap uh events hold instead like that's pretty good. Yeah, if you can't if you can't tap fast, you can still play the game. It's like not a game that necessarily requires you to be able to tap fast, except for those quick time events. So makes sense. That's that makes sense and is good too because in the original Spider Man game, um, those were the worst part. <laughs> like they're bad in all fucking, games. Those fucking terrible um, Taskmaster missions were so fucking hard. Oh god, I had such a hard time trying to get the golf ball into the middle of the green without touching oh, the green. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Just I want to see Spider-Man on Taskmaster. Uh-huh. He would cheat though. We would be, we would all be mad at him. Whenever I uh pirate the Taskmaster TV show because they don't let us have it in America. Uh, I always am, like, searching online for people who have posted the episode in various form- forums that I know to search in. But right after the Black Widow movie came out, that didn't work oh, at all. Oh, no, right, because Taskmaster <laughs> is the bad guy. The character of Taskmaster from Marvel was in that movie, and I was so fucking angry. <laughs> That's very fun. Ugh. Uh, See, I understand it for a show, because the term Taskmaster means someone who's uh, way too demanding, and they have authority over you, and they're asking too much. And so it's funny to call your game show Taskmaster. Why is that a good name for a villain or superhero? Because he can copy any, uh, like, physical action. No, but I mean the name. It's like, this is the bad boss. Sounds cool. But he's the master of doing tasks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He can he's, okay. he can do anything, so he's the taskmaster. <laughs> they asked me what I wanted to be. <laughs> I said, the taskmaster. Yeah. I do like the idea, though, that he is basically just the puppet guy from Saw, Jigsaw. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, he's just, his supervillain thing is that he just makes you do tasks until you die. <laughs> I would love that. I think that the world needs more old man supervillains. Yeah. Oh, pretty good. Well, we've already talked about all the classic Batman villains. They're just guys who could be in a lair and then send out henchmen, basically. Yeah, most of them uh, have some kind of grievous injury to them that <laughs> would be would kill a normal person. Um, I just listened to the uh, Flophouse episode where they talked about Morbius. Mm-hmm. Have you guys listened uh, to this yet? Yeah. Yes. At the end of it, they reveal that the post-credit sequence has Michael Keaton showing up as Adrian <laughs> Toomes the Vulture. Uh-huh. What the fuck? Yeah. You can't do that. They did do it, though. Here's they- like, talk about an old man supervillain. Michael Keaton is actually very good as the Vulture in Spider-Man blah 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 blah, whatever that, happens, that movie is called. Yeah, that one. Um, but you can't... The... <sighs> <laughs> The whole reason he was good is because he was, like, somewhat reasonable, and for him to just 
teleported to another dimension and meet a vampire and be like, yeah, we should be friends. <laughs> Undermines everything! <laughs> yeah, it's like, Sony wants Spider-Man movies to be well-liked, which they know means they have to let Marvel put them in the movies that people like. Like, put Spider-Man in there. But they still want to do all of the stuff they had planned before that. Like, make a Sinister Six movie and stuff. They want Spider-Man movies to be well-liked, but they also want to still be able to ruin them like they did under the Sam Raimi era. No, it was after that. People liked those except you, Matt. You're wrong. (laughs) It was after that that they were like, we're gonna make- people are wrong, Jeff, and history (laughs) will prove me right. It was the Andrew Garfield ones that people hated. I like the Andrew Garfield ones better than the Tobey Maguire ones. Come at me. What I like is how often people who aren't plugged into the world of comic book movies will accidentally stumble upon the truth when they're posting online where they're like, fuck, there's another Spider-Man movie coming out. It's like they have some kind of contract that they have to keep making Spider-Man movies. It's like... Actually, yeah. yeah. They, they do actually have that. <laughs> but so yeah. many people who don't know that have come to that conclusion. Like, yes, you did figure it out, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was more literally true for, like, some of the unpopular characters, like your Daredevils and Fantastic Fours. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> crazy. It's really... Did you guys see that Ryan North is writing fa- a Fantastic Four now? Uh-oh. The, like, main series? So good. Yeah, the main Fantastic Four series. He just started, like, this... The, I think the issue's coming out next week. Wow, that's really impressive. He has thus far only done, like, jokey stuff. Yeah, he did Squirrel Girl forever, and now he's switched over to the big times. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be really good. I I haven't read any main series Marvel comics in a long time, but this might be this might be the one that gets me back into it. Yeah, so it's the world's greatest superhero magazine, according to the Chiron at the top of every issue for the past 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, Ma- and Mad I Magazine that, is actually. cheap according to their Chiron at the top by the price. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I yeah I I'm looking forward to that. I've read several full runs of Fantastic Four stuff, and it's like it's it's a premise that you can do any tone or genre with. Yes, exactly. And the best Fantastic Fours I've ever read have been ones that were like willing to acknowledge how ridiculous the premise is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and Brian North is the the comic writer who is most willing to do that I've seen in my lifetime. Ah, that's fun. I now I'm, I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm really excited to read them. Um, I I like that most of like most of these are Age of Empires. We get one that's about specifically running an Empire campaign in a Star Wars role playing game. Uh-huh. Of all of the I- questions you could have. That would be about Star Wars and use the word empire and be a how-to. That seems like a weird one. Have you ever I played do. a Star Wars role-playing game with an empire campaign in I, it? Jeff, specifically. I've never played in nor run a Star Wars RPG. We I have. done. <laughs> Jeff, what? You ha- you've run a Star Wars It was Star Wars inspired. Game. It was not in... It wasn't official? No. Okay. The, the Scum and Villainy both- one that we did? Yeah. Yeah, that was... I have both played and run a Star Wars role-playing game. Okay. And here's what I will say to this person. It's very hard to not run a Galactic Empire campaign <laughs> in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, they have all the power. Why wouldn't you want to be well, in the Empire? <laughs> because the only... Th- the, the 
the conflict everyone is already expecting when they play a Star Wars roleplay game is against the Empire. Oh, no, I think that this question is asking, how do you do one where the player characters are Imperials? Oh, I see. Like, how do you um, run an evil campaign in D&D type thing? Yeah, I guess so. I, I will say I've only ever played in one all-evil campaign in D&D, and we stopped playing after two sessions because <laughs> we kept on murdering every NPC that we ran across, because why wouldn't we? <laughs> yep, yeah, that's yeah, the problem. You have to, like, I don't think that it's a... Oh, excuse me. I don't think it's a good idea to set up with the goal of doing an evil campaign. I do think mm -hmm. that if you set the tone of, like, we want to be a team of criminals who do crimes, then that will be more instructive. And also, like, could allow you to play a good aligned character. Uh, yeah, this is mm -hmm. my hot take on Dungeons & Dragons alignments, is that you should not be allowed to play evil characters. Yeah. Like, because, to your point, Jeff, I think that if you wanted to do, like, an Ocean's Eleven-style group of thieves, or anything like that... Um, you could do that with just chaotic neutral characters, and that would make sense. But as soon as one of them is actually evil, then the game, like, it's impossible for anyone else to have fun in the game. Because all you're doing all the time is trying to stop that person. It's, well, it's an, it's an interesting thing, though, because the, the like, the rule set is very specific about what good and evil mean. Um, and mm. I think you can have a character who's not just, like, a Joker-fied serial killer who is an evil character. They just, mm. the thing they prefer in the, if one side of the spectrum is, like, pure selfless altruism and the other side of the spectrum is, like, uh, completely selfish and, like, uh, wanting to hurt others, then, like... You can be a character who's selfish and wants to hurt others, and the way that they would be best served in an Ocean's Eleven scenario would be to not hurt the people on their team. Here's the problem. I agree with you to a certain extent, except Dungeons & Dragons as a game is like a group activity. Oh, uh, yeah. And if one of your characters is motivated only by self-interest... It's only a matter of time before they betray the rest of the team. Like, every movie does that with the, the evil character. That's fun, though. No, it's not fun. It's only it's fun not if fun you're the, the evil character. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I, uh... It's infuriating for everyone else, because, like, <laughs> then you're like, okay, well, I certainly can't trust Jeff's character ever, so I will never let him do anything without being supervised. And then when he eventually betrays you, you're just like, yeah, I knew it. I knew from the beginning he was going yeah, to. Yeah, but you never know how it's going to happen. Uh, that's not a fun game for anyone except you. You don't know. You don't know Abu is gonna t t take that gemstone in the Cave of Wonders. Ah, he that's, wasn't doing that at, to be yeah, evil. Exactly. He was doing that, that out of a, selfishness. Yes, that but he didn't know there were Neutral move. That's yeah. fair. He didn't understand that there were consequences to that. Mm -hmm. Um, he didn't do it because he was like, "This will hurt Aladdin," <laughs> which is what evil would be. Oh, right? Man, that would be yeah. such a cooler movie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's Iago. <laughs> uh, how to delete an adult DVD Empire account. <laughs> uh, what the so hell is adult DVD Empire? That sounds like a fake thing from a movie. It sounds like, what is that? 
like the the we'll send you eleven CDs a month for a penny thing, but for porno. Oh yeah, and they just keep showing up in your mailbox. <laughs> yeah, the Columbia Records Company. Oh no, good. or I just say no. Columbia Records Company. Mm. <laughs> club? No, no it was see. not. It was club. Damn! Damn! Mm, there's also how we're to all, delete now a... Now we're all trying to come up with puns about... <laughs> well, there's also porn. delete a DVD Empire account, so both kinds. Regular and adult. Mm. Does this DVD Empire have porn and regular media? Because then they can take over the world. Yeah, that's why they're an empire. They have to have both. Someone's come up with a unified field theory of DVDs. <laughs> both dirty and regular. <laughs> yeah, that's what all we've all been looking for this whole time. Yeah, yeah. The, that's can what the imagine... first D stands for, is dirty. <laughs> can you imagine wanting to look at some porno and being like, okay, I gotta get my DVD out. <laughs> Oh, God. Put it into my DVD player <laughs> to watch yes. some standard definition. <laughs> to like published. and then like select a chapter to lo- to watch some porno. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like you used to have so to wild. rent it on a videotape from a store where a person oh, would yeah. see it. Yes, yeah. insane. Maybe yeah. that was better. <laughs> Maybe it was. Mm, was it? You had to answer to someone. Yeah, like uh, that's true. You 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 couldn't. Uh, you couldn't fully fall into a hole of your own perversions because you, yeah, you couldn't like mask your ISP and then look for like uh, people choking each other to death or whatever. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I know all about your murder suicide kink, Matt. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm not saying I do it. I'm saying people could, <laughs> and it's fine if they want to. That's all you're saying, right? As long as both of the people want to. <laughs> yep. No, but, like, I think that there is something to be said for before you get horny about anything, you have to think about what the clerk at the video store is going to think of you. What about this movie? A clerk at a video store like this. You could say it in the past, that's fine. They know which people in town have what kinks or whatever, so then Mm. they, the clerk, go and strangle somebody with a pair of stockings, and then all the evidence points to the one guy who always rents all the videos about people being strangled with stockings. Excellent. Okay. The perfect crime. I thought you were going to go the direction of this is like a romantic comedy where he matchmakes (laughs) all of the people in town based on their kinks. No, we're doing this as a, like, as a... Uh, like small town mystery film of like we don't know who's doing all these murders and this eccentric detective has come to town to help us. Oh, this is the new Knives Out. Yeah, I was thinking it could be a <laughs> Knives Out DVD prequel. Porno store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, it could be a sequel, I but they set it the... in Alaska or something. Okay. I still think the romantic comedy angle might be better. I'm sorry. Daniel yeah, Craig will fall in bit, love with the perverts. It does get a bit Wes Anderson if you match together lonely perverts That's from what the want. store. That's okay. exactly the vibe you want. <laughs> okay. Wes Anderson could direct. Okay, well, okay. you could still get someone doing a weird accent in there, and that's all I really wanted. That's true. Yeah, that would still work. Got him. I... I think we actually just described one of the main plot lines in the first season of Sex Education. <laughs> mm, I haven't seen it. So I haven't I'm, watched that. I've got a clean conscience. It's a pretty good show. You guys should watch it. Maybe. Anyway, DVD stands for Dirty Video Disc. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> Not Digital Versatile Disc. Mm-hmm. The fact that V is for versatile is insane. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad that medium died. <laughs> I mean, you could use it for stuff besides video. 
but you didn't. Yeah, you did. All your PlayStation 2 games. You didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's why I died off, Jeff. It's your fault. Oh, I didn't play enough PlayStation 2 games. It's yeah. true, you didn't. Damn. <sighs> How to start a media empire like Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> I love the idea that some dipshit on the internet is yeah. like, I'm gonna Google this. Uh, the reason that everyone doesn't have one of these is because no one else thought to type it into Wikiow. Yeah. Yeah, it's really frustrating the the fact that one the average person doesn't understand how goddamn rich rich people are and two they don't understand that maybe one out of a million rich people actually earned any of their money yeah and three literally all of the rich people that are there now spend all of their time trying to keep you from getting exactly like the way you start that media empire is by having a rich great 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 grandfather and uh having your dad and grandfather buy out all the competition before you're even born yeah and and starting a tabloid empire which you can't start nowadays either yeah, and spending, like, all of your 20s sitting in a dark room thinking about how the real victim was Richard Nixon the whole time. <laughs> like, you have to be a shithead just to start this process. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or you could be, like, what's his name? Jeffrey Katzenberg? Is that the Netflix guy? Um, and that sounds fake. <laughs> and just- was, he the, was he the K, the SKG, when, when DreamWorks was SKG? Uh, maybe. Oh no! So. <laughs> You're thinking of John Ratzenberg, who did all the voices in <laughs> Pixar movies. Yeah, sure. He was the chairman of Walt Disney Studios and then founded DreamWorks Animation. And I knew it. Quibby. Oh, <laughs> Quibby! <sighs> yeah. How how quaint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How quip quipaint. No, I knew you were going to try it. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, if you want a quick bite, if you want to see something, you go to Quibi or CISO. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just had to yell. Yeah, no, you're right. It's very, it's so funny how every rich dumbass was like, I know, I've got it. I've got the solution. I'll make my own unprofitable streaming service and trick yeah. a bunch of investors into investing in it and then no one will subscribe. The thing is, I feel like so much of the universe is setting up for a satisfying conclusion where, like, all of the people who've been reassured their whole lives that their ideas are good, even though they're not just because they're rich, like, suddenly everything falls apart and they lose everything because of their ideas being bad. And it feels like that's going to happen any minute now. No. But it's it's felt like that my whole life and probably all of human history, right? Yeah. The producers is just a handbook for how to run a media company now. Yeah. Uh, Except in the producers and in every satisfying story at the end, they're like, oh, we've learned why that was a bad thing to do. Yeah, except that the negative consequence doesn't exist when you're Netflix or whatever, because you're producing so many things that you couldn't possibly ever turn a profit, so you just need more people to invest. Yeah, you're building the train tracks while you're riding the train, Yeah, and you're getting more train tracks by pulling them up from behind you. And if, yes, if your audience- I do understand all of that, but like, usually when you build a house of cards, the idea well, is a Netflix that- show. Yes, that's true. Shut up. <laughs> Usually the whole idea of building a house of cards is like, and look how precarious this is. It's going to fall apart someday. And like, it is going to fall apart someday, but the people who are responsible for it will never 
care. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't have to face any consequences. They, in fact, may even be the architect of it falling apart if it becomes more profitable to do that. Yeah. I just, it just, the storytelling in this universe is bad. Yes. (laughs) There's not a satisfying ending to it. Yeah, that's the thing about real life is, uh, it's not stories. Everything just kind of happens. I I often, every Christmas, I think about the fact that if Ebenezer Scrooge was a real man, he would have been like, fuck you, ghosts. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, everything's bad. Make me, he would have said to Jacob Marley, his dead best friend. Mm -hmm. He'd have been like, oh, I see you're pointing at my grave. Well, I'm still never gonna die. Bye. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's nice. Maybe some other Ebenezer Scrooge died, but I can take it with me. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but here's a nice one. How to make a model of the Empire State Building. Ooh. Out of toothpicks, probably, huh? Yeah. That's what people do. Legos. They yes! Legos Excellent. You yeah. got. You gotta... If you're building one, I feel like you get maybe halfway done thinking you're gonna make it perfectly architecturally accurate before you're like, but I am gonna put a King Kong at the top when I'm done. Mm-hmm. That I could be architecturally be accurate still. <laughs> it's true. I was thinking it could be fun to make a model of the Empire State Building, but at the very top have, like, scaffolding and little 1940s uh, exploited <laughs> workers. Yeah, sitting on there and eating sandwiches. Yeah. While, yeah, exactly. While God strikes it from the heavens because it's a, it's a blasphemy to yeah, yeah. Uh, the real Tower of Babel. Yeah. That's right. He makes all of the construction workers speak different languages for some reason, even though they're all from the same neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> they already did because they were all immigrants being exploited by capitalism. Uh, did you know during World War Two a small uh like prop plane accidentally crashed into the Empire State Building? Oh, that's sad. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh reading an account of a woman who lived in New York at the time and was like, This is it like it was during the World War Two, so she was like, Oh fuck, this is it, this is it, it's happening but it was just an accident. Yeah, I remember that being something that came up uh when nine eleven happened, that like yeah. planes had crashed into the Empire State State Building before to little effect. Yeah. I do wonder like I know that there's all these laws about having to put lights on the top of towers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And given what I know about government now, it feels like they don't make those kinds of laws until something terrible has already happened. So, like, did that happen? Was there a rash of planes crashing into tall buildings before they were like, okay, we need to do something about this, you guys? I wonder, like, how many boats have to uh, wash up on shore before you build a lighthouse? Mm-hmm. I mean, that prob- that definitely was a trial and error process from, like, 4,000 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh man! What if we put a what if we put a hold a torch on the beach? It needs to be higher up. Okay, I'm gonna climb this tree and hold a torch. Nope, another boat full of people died. Yeah, um, I like this one that I don't understand. Uh, how to get to Hackney Empire? But I think that based on learning what it is, the answer is practice, practice, practice. Boo. That makes sense. But but British. <laughs> it seems to be a theater in London. Yeah. I was gonna say, I've heard hackneyed before, but... Yeah. Is that where the term hackneyed, like a hackneyed premise, comes from? Oh, yeah, I wonder. Might be. I really like that old theaters are always called, like, Orpheum or the Empire or something. Like, it is this amazing temple to art. They don't don't do that anymore. I would love if the hackney is from, like, 
is a word that means something grandiose, but then because people started saying it's a hackneyed premise, <laughs> now it means it's like Nimrod. How yes, I was gonna say Nimrod. Now that means yeah. a dope instead of a prodigious hunter. Yes, oh, so good, good job, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> it's wild that that change happened so recently as well. Like, if you told me that William Shakespeare used Nimrod to mean an idiot, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds like the kind of word he would uh-huh, use. Exactly. It's like like when you find out that the chupacabra was made up in the nineties, yeah, <laughs> or that high fives were invented in like nineteen seventy six. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the thing about high fives I find questionable because I have often had my hand like up for d- reaching to do something, and then another person is there, and I'm like, well, mo- why not? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, because I you've never like grown I up could've... in a world without them. No, I feel like I would have invented the high five if it hadn't been invented before I was wow, born. Wow, stolen I'm saying. valor. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, how to empire braid. Is that a kind of hair braid? I don't know. I would assume so. Uh, just twist your hair all up. Oh, here's what you do. Uh, you get a, a power drill. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then you tie your hair through the little hole in the drill bit. Mm-hmm. This is gonna go just- great. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah, don't. There's uh, a hair don't do term that for audience. that. There's an infomercial about one of those. It's like a dinky little uh, drill that doesn't work. It's made of plastic, mm. but you do that with your hair, and it looks so bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> to do a real braid, you gotta like interweave it. You can't just yeah. fuck it up. Yeah. Twisty yeah. ties or something they call it. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, the nineties. I do think it's very funny how many. Um, of those like as seen on tv shitty merchandise things are either here's how to fuck up your hair in a different way or uh here's how to like really really mess your food up really badly yeah <laughs> like oh you want to make your food super dry and uh, inedible here you go <laughs> you want to rip the hair out of your scalp here you go <laughs> Uh, with food i think the thing is always like no this is the easy way to do it and then you realize it tastes terrible because the complicated way is the right way mm-hmm. what is the deal with that i don't know airplane food like, mm. yeah what's the deal with airplane food but also what's the deal with that thing i feel like this happened after the era of time when i had enough free time to to pay attention to um infomercials mm-hmm. but there was like uh plastic tape that you would slap onto the barrels of water. Oh, right. That seems like a really weird thing to sell via infomercial. Oh, yeah, the slap slap tape or something. Yeah, like, why isn't that just something you would buy at a hardware store? Who's watching an infomercial and being like, "Mm, that barrel of water has been leaking in my garage for years? (laughs) Well, that's the thing, isn't it, about being a snake oil salesman? You're selling something people don't need, but they think they might once they see your pitch. Oh, yes. I Yes, I hear that. But, like, usually it's things where you're like, you've never thought of doing your hair like this, but let me show yeah. you why it's a genius thing. But, like, if you need that tape, you already need it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it often points out, like, oh, suddenly one of your pipes bursts in the middle of the night. You can't call a plumber. Now what are you going to do? You better have some of this on yeah. hand. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like, a, a, like the tapes that you normally use to uh, tape your boat back together are <laughs> not as good as our new boat taping tape. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, but whenever anything else like that happens, you're like, all right, shit, I gotta run out to the hardware store right now. Why would this tape be different? Mm, because you could order it ahead of time for the next time your big tank of water gets a crack in it. Okay. Yeah. Well, plus, it, part of it is seeing the infomercial, and then when you go to the hardware store, there's an end cap display on one of the aisles that's for the stuff, and you're like, oh, actually, I probably should get some. That's all I need. Yeah, it just feels weird. I don't know. It's like if you did an infomercial for, like, cream paint, you'd be like, well, if I needed to paint my room cream, I could just go get it. I don't know why you're trying to sell me on Like, if I need it, I already need it. And if I don't need it, I'm not going to need it. You know what I mean? Well, after you hear the pitch, you might, though, is the thing. Yeah. After someone tells you convincingly for half an hour about how cream highlights natural light better and it's less strain on your eyes and a bunch of bullshit, you're like, actually, I should get yeah. this. This is stain-proof, bulletproof cream paint, and you need it. <laughs> uh... So that's how you braid your hair, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Please tell your friends about the show. We've been uh, getting some new listeners lately, and having them show up in our Discord to chat with us is really fun. Uh, mm -hmm. So we want to keep that, that ball rolling. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can message us and join our Discord. Like I said, you can talk to us directly. We have conversations with our listeners all the time. Uh, where they tell us how we've improved their lives with our life hacks. So uh, if you want to get in on that, you can message us on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm also available online. Uh, WeaponizeLanguage.com is where all my things are. Uh, I think I fixed some permissions issue that was preventing access to some of uh, my older content, and it seems okay. I think it's fixed now. Nice. So. Okay, and if you want to talk to me, you can go to Louisa at mastodon.xyz. Talk to me there. Alrighty, well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Uh, please come back next week, but in the meantime, do not forget that if it's not Matt, it's not worth it. Mm, I don't know if other people are into it. I'm the best around! Uh -huh.